0: Kingscast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans, by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggy's.stockton. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a fun post-season Kings postseason episode playoff episode number three episode 143 where we came on and talked about the Kings playoff series and the fun NBA playoffs ahead of the conference finals good episode if you want to check that out or any of our others you know you can always find those streaming on the believe podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts bringing my co-host today as always Ryan was good what's going on everybody uh just got done uh, watching the Lakers get swept by Denver with a very sizable lead at halftime. So, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, it'd be, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I, I thought the Lakers before the series started would win. Obviously, they didn't. Uh, but I, I thought he'd go five games, you know, at halftime. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't even win a game. So pretty bad. It might it might be the same thing on the Eastern Conference side, too, with Miami up 3-0. So maybe they'll finish it off tomorrow. But, uh, you know, it's kind of sad, man. The playoffs are coming to an end, and uh, you know, I was watching the game today. I'm like, shit, man. We only got one more round after this. this. This sucks. So, I don't really know what I'm gonna do from middle of June until football starts in in September. So, it, we're at that. We're almost at that period of dead time in sports. The worst time in sports is almost here in the year. So, uh, we just got the power through it. Drink a whole lot, and you know, just kind of, kind of just uh, numb ourselves through through the the summertime of sports. Well, there's a couple things. There is the there's still a couple things. You have the NBA finals. Uh you have the NBA draft. You have the draft draft lottery last week. So that, that's going on. Um uh, but you know uh, the one thing July is dead but it's a good opportunity to play golf. Um to actually use my time that I otherwise would sit on my ass to be productive. Uh so there's that. And I guess we'll just be more productive members of society without sports instead of the degenerate gambling drinking sports watchers that we can sometimes morph into during the season. Well, I feel like that's more of my degenerate time is, is in July. Cause I have more time to drink. I have more time to bet on the random basketball games that are happening in Indonesia and Saudi Arabia at three o'clock in the morning. So I really feel like I, you know, when the, when the American sports are going on, I'm on my best behavior. Uh, it's when, you know, that, that baseball pre all-star break hits that, uh, you know, I really become the degenerate gambler and drinker. Um, because you know, uh, you, you guys might think you bet a lot, but you're not a degenerate until you're placing random bets on some cricket team that you know absolutely fucking nothing about. Uh, I love you trying, you're just trying to chase the fix, trying to fill the void somehow, <laughs> and you fill it with just like crappy stuff. Like, oh. um, you know, I don't know why, you know, WNBA the other day, Ryan, should have, should have bet on that Brittany Griner over. On, I know, the, on, 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 the, on the points. Are, Points, rebounds, and, and assists total, dude. You, well, I, I almost took I almost took her prop bet of uh 0. 0.5 over under on three pointers, you know. She hit that one three and she celebrated like she won that goddamn championship. So I don't know shit about the WNBA. I couldn't tell you, honestly, besides what ESPN like or honestly everybody bleacher report ESPN, they just forced on their feeds, and so I did see that, and then um yeah uh, that was a joke though I, I, I honestly i would rather bet i would rather bet taiwanese cricket or something if that's a thing than bet the WNBA. Dude, so you're, you're telling me you don't like hella triple threat fundamental and right hand layups dude come on bro what's the matter with you <laughs> triple threat dude. it's hilarious like that's this hella youth league shit dude that's for sure uh no i, I don't know i mean I uh, do we really want to open up the show with W no. NBA talk? Probably not. But betting though, that's where we're going. And if you're trying to get your betting fixed, there's also always things to bet on, Ryan. And if you're looking to bet, we always let the people know you can go to Bet Online. So Bet Online is your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports Intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf, UFC, and boxing. The fastest, easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your home. See, right now not have to leave your couch. You can drink, gamble, you can sit there through online. Get into the action today and head over to the website and use your mobile device to join. Use the promo code BELIEVE to get that 50% welcome bonus on the first deposit. online where the game starts is always the UFC to bet Ryan, you know, you and I, we know you and I don't talk about it. I mean, maybe in the off season, we, we can get an opportunity just to talk about shit that comes to our head more because big UFC, uh, UFC fan. Um, you can always bet that. Although not the best sport to bet. UFC is a tough one to bet. Like a lot of do you, I don't know if you bet combat sports, but um, typically the favorite, the payouts, not that high. And then, and then, you know, there are a lot of upsets, obviously in the UFC, and then, like we, it's weird betting rounds. You know, over over under rounds is like more. I don't know. That's that's hard, dude. You know, versus betting lines. So it's all hard. But that one, I don't have as much fun with. But you know, just to get the fix, I sometimes will do it. Um, but yeah, I I, I actually have abstained from bets. I'm three weeks strong, Ryan, because I was doing great. Like college, college, uh college basketball playoffs really uh i really worked my way up but the nba playoffs i really blew it so i've kind of been holding back i don't know if you've been i mean have you legitimately put did you put any bets on i mean you made a bet yeah I, I so so i was just gonna bring that up uh me and eric got 50 dollars. i took the lakers he the nuggets obviously he won um so at halftime today um i saw the writing on the wall so I, I figured I better try to make my money up to pay Eric. And I made a fifteen dollar bet at like plus six fifty to try to make my money back when the nuggets were down. And uh the nuggets, what do you know? They fucking pulled through. So uh Eric, I placed a bet in your honor and you know, I'm taken out of my bookies pocket for this uh for this bet that we did. So I guess I'm gonna break even. So fuck the Lakers. And uh yeah, yeah. So that was my good bet. I have been on I haven't been betting a ton. Not a ton because uh, basketballs, I mean, there's just been ass whoopings and I, I just feel like Denver's better and Miami was better. So I was kind of staying away and, uh, but I, I've been making little, like a little prop bets and shit, dude. So I've been like getting nickel and dime the last like month, dude, like 60 bucks here, 40 bucks there. I haven't really made a lot of bets. It's been very, very minuscule. Um, part of that, like I said, it's basketballs kind of been one lopsided, but I've been having a lot of shit as you know, going on. So, betting's kind of been in the 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 back of my mind lately through degenerate behavior when you are chasing a bet with your brother pay uh, a <laughs> like a like a, a straight up text bet you're chasing a text bet with your brother at the halftime of the western conference finals on super juiced up uh live bet to try to cover your ass dude that's it that's how you hit that... dude but it fucking hit and isn't that the best part about betting dude it, it's like you know, you are not are big golfers, and so when you hit something flush from like one sixty out and you stick them, you know, what you tell your friends like those are the ones that keep you coming back. You know, that's like the old adage for the the, the old golf guys, the ones that keep you coming back. And same thing one, with betting one sixty, man. Come on, give us a little more credit than about one eighty five. Come on, eh, you know, a nice a nice one sixty flush sometimes just feels good, dude. Nice little flopper up and down, dude. No roll depends that's... depends where depends where you're playing. Well, you know, Ryan. I don't know what to say, but I was to say like <laughs> I, I, if, if I'm sticking from 160 out flush, like I feel good about it. But um, let's start off before we get rambling too hard with our player. You've been kind of down and out, dude. You know, with the player last week, Al Jefferson, very notable player, super underrated player. Yeah, can, can I can I talk about that real quick? So Eric asked me before the before we started recording, he's like, "Who was the guy last week?" And I was like, "I got it wrong. It was Al Jefferson." I shit you guys, not Al Jefferson popped up on my TikTok feed literally every fucking day since we recorded last so it's like the universe is just telling me i'm gonna i'm a i'm an idiot you know so i had to live through that pain the last like nine days since we recorded or it's your cell phone listening to you that's my just conspiracy. i yeah. mean obviously it's listening to me right now but you know yeah, it's, your, it's your cell phone listening to you and telling you that you suck from last week's yeah, episode yeah. it's always listening to me the- that's why the midgets the midget strippers are always popping up on my feed man yeah, inside Joe. That's hilarious, which just troopers. Okay, here you go. Um, your player for this week, Ryan. Um, like I always say, man, I I, I think that you'll get it, but then you know, I never know lately. All right, here's a player: six foot seven, two hundred and ten pounds, an American, currently forty three years old. So, um, just get a context. They don't play anymore. Uh, Wake Forest, ninety nine to two thousand three. This is how? See, I'm gonna tell you before we do this, Ryan. My brain, uh associates this player with a lot later of time that's how you know i'm getting old it seems like it wasn't that long ago uh first round 29th overall in 03 big draft 03 to alice mavericks small forward um josh howard played with you got it you don't even let the people you don't let the people guess. not even I know, i'm not even gonna let i'm not even gonna let the people get to it i'm back on the fucking streak continues it starts tonight baby let's fucking go i'm back bitches Half of the half the game, dude, is to let people nope. who listen. We get we get feedback fuck sometimes. It. Fuck fuck the listeners, bro. That's how I feel tonight. OK, I'm just trying to hey, I'm back on I'm back on it, dude. It's been like three weeks. I'm fucking back, baby. You don't want to sit there and fucking nope. second guess yourself. Nope. I just well, had to let everybody know I know what the fuck's going on. Okay, there you go. I'll I'll accept it. Yeah, Josh Howard. Josh Howard, man, kind of forgotten about, about player from the 03 draft. Small uh, prime, dude. Small prime, but a really fucking good prime, dude. A very yeah. underrated, forgotten about guy made an All Star team. He's oh, one of those dudes. Yeah, he's one of those dudes, man. Like, what was he? Six seven? You said? Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys, man. That's another guy who would have been fantastic in today's NBA. Played a hell of defense, dude. Was big, could score. Great player, man. I really like that guy. At his peak, you know, 19 points a game, 18 points a game, several seasons. Uh, Average is 14 for his career. Um, So, yeah, I, I thought about him, and a lot of people forget about Josh Howard. But I didn't, and obviously, you didn't either. So, congrats, Ryan. You're back, you're back on the board. Um Last week's episode, we talked about the playoffs. We talked about the Kings. Obviously, not too much going on in in kingsland in the last week but i'm sure we'll get to some things um i'll start off by before we go into the game talk and the series and the nba in general ryan I'll, i want to talk about the a little bit about the nba draft lottery while, while it's fresh okay nba wasn't it, it was nice i will say that the the, it, the future of the franchise didn't isn't hung up on the ping pong balls this year dude i feel like for so long the, as the Kings fans, you've always had to just sit there and hope that the ping pong balls uh, go your direction. And typically, in the Kings' luck, minus you know what happened not too long ago with them jumping up with Murray and everything, but that usually didn't happen. Kings got fucked a lot, and I, I want to say I feel bad. I don't actually. I don't fuck them, but yeah, fuck them. But the uh the Pistons, <laughs> like, dude, you know what? That's what you get. You want to, and this is this is a prime example, Ryan, of all the people. For a lot of years, you just let's tank, let's tank, let's tank, and then boom, you get rewarded. You get nothing. You get nothing in like it. You know, like Judge Smells said, you get nothing in like Judge it. Dude. Smells, <laughs> yeah, you get How nothing would, like for, it. For, for you guys who don't know Judge Smells, that is Caddyshack. Well, if you if you don't know, you know, then you don't know. If you, but if, if you, you do know, know you don't know. Yeah, you do um, know, but you get nothing like it, dude. Fuck, you know. It, 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 that was kind of our whole thing all the time, right? Like nothing's ever for sure like nothing's ever for sure and you know the nuggets might have set them back you know so, or not in the nuggets like they're on my head uh they're on my brain the, the uh the pistons you know probably set themselves back another year trying to tank and do all this shit and um fuck them i don't feel bad you know the one i saw a graphic the other day and it was the charlotte hornets how many times the, the charlotte hornets um have had the number 2 pick and it's like been like 6 times or something and every time it's been like a generational player dude like a crazy generational player that they missed out on one pick, and it happened again with Wembenyama, and uh, I don't know. Eric. You want to talk about Yama for a minute, man? Like, let's you know, yeah. That, we, I I figured we can talk about the NBA draft and all that just before we got into the NBA talk because why not? I mean, yeah. part of it is that it's been a it's been a big topic this week, and you know, a lot of people are saying he's the greatest prospect they've ever seen and greatest prospect of all time, and I don't fucking know, man. You know the the NBA is such a it's so different from college. It's so different from the European leagues. You just never know when it comes to guys. And uh, I, I'm not completely sold, man. I, I'm one of those people that, you know, I look at his size. I I kind of look at his ability. And, you know, the, all those videos have been posted of Kenny Lofton Jr. or whatever, just destroying him on the post during the summertime. And I don't know, man. Uh, San Antonio's obviously going to take him, but. Man, can you imagine the haul that you could get from that guy if you traded him? You know, if you were a team that was really like, you know, like the Hornets who had, had Lamelo Ball and you know were kind of rebuilding, if they were to trade a prospect like that and bring in legit, you know, legit, legit talent, I, I don't know, man. I, I, if I, I was a GM, I would really think about the possibility of trading that pick. And people could say whatever the fuck they want, and oh, you're an idiot. You, why would you do that? I, nothing's for sure in the NBA nothing's for sure and uh you know the kid is extremely skinny i i just i don't know crowning a guy from the euro league who never really played in america who whose frame who we've seen a guy like chet holmgren who had to sit out his rookie year we've seen the stuff that happened with porzingis who came out really strong his first few years and then the guy has just been average the last five years and been hurt and you know as a as a gm i think you have to think about those types of things and i don't know call me crazy man but i would make some calls just to see what type of crazy shit people are offering you know oh. if if boston gets swept tomorrow and and they're out you know call them you know and see what they're willing to give up to get a guy like wembanyama call uh, whoever call Portland and see if they're willing to give up pretty much their whole team for, and and the number three pick, you know for for So it's going to be interesting, man. You you know they're not going to do it at the end of the day. San Antonio is going to take the guy, but holy shit, it would be absolutely, um, I, in my opinion, malpractice not to even see and research what type of uh, uh, bag you could get for that guy. Super controversial take. You know people are going to hate you for that. It is, it is, but I really don't give a shit, man. How many, how many people how, how many players have we seen that have for sure can't miss, can't miss guys and just turned out to be injury prone? And and if it was a if he was six foot seven and he was dominant like he is, I'd be like, you know, obviously take the guy, like a LeBron who was six foot eight, six foot nine, super athletic wing, not skinny, had the body. The guy's body's not ready for eighty-two games. I'm telling you right now, it's not. He's not ready to play 82 games, a lot of minutes like people think. People are talking about him being an all star next year, and it's like, man, that 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 San Antonio Spurs team has a lot of holes. There is not a lot of help on that roster, and for people to think that he's going to come in and kind of turn them around um, in one year, I just don't see it, man. And you know, people save this take. You know, if if he comes out and averages 30 points a game next year, and the Spurs make the playoffs, cool. But uh, you know, I I don't. I don't see how you can crown him the best prospect ever. Um, Not playing against American competition. I have a huge, I have kind of a a thing with the European players and people crowning them before they come over. So it's going to be interesting. He's intriguing, man. You watch his highlights and it's like, holy shit, you know, but you just never know. It's 82 games against grown men. Can that guy guard Jokic on the block? Not a fucking chance, dude. I just watched Anthony Davis for four straight games get absolutely bullied. Probably the best, one of the better defensive players in the NBA in the world just get absolutely dominated. Jokic will he won't stand a chance. So I think it's going to be a minute. I think it's going to be an adjustment. I think he needs to put on some muscle. I need to put on some weight. And let's be real, the San Antonio Spurs roster is not very good right now. Yeah, damn. Well, I don't actually. I don't entirely disagree with you because I've we're always a little consistent about that. We are not as. I don't put all my stock and prospects. There's, a, you know, I, I just don't do. It. We've been around long enough to see how many prospects just don't ever pan out. The size thing, you're right. I mean, he's the size of Yao Ming and he plays like kind of like Kevin Durant. But like he, I, I don't know, man. He's going to be able to get a shot off. And I think right away he's going to be a rangy offensive player. And then he'll be able to kind of I think a lot of his defensive. I mean, dude, you're when you're seven foot five and you, you're going to be swap motherfuckers, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, the overall impact maybe, maybe maybe. I see foul trouble, man. I see foul trouble, and I see a lot of um, I, I see foul trouble and injuries, dude. I, that's that's kind of what he comes off as me, uh, to me as you know. I I just don't see how a guy with that type of frame that young can come in and battle with the bigs. I I just I don't see it. I I don't see it. Now I'm not saying he he's not gonna be a great player and that stuff, but people have already went on ESPN and talked about how the guy can be an all-star next year and how he's going to, you know, watch out for San Antonio with that guy and how he can just instantly turn a franchise around in pretty much one year. And that's not going to happen. Uh, LeBron James, it took him a couple years to even turn him around. And that guy's body was ready, you know? And, uh, it's just, it's going to be interesting, man. It's intriguing. We've never seen anything like it, but I just don't know, man. I'm very wary about it. And I think if people are a little more conservative, and be you know, and we're realistic about his take, um, about their takes on him. I I'd be a little on board, but I I really believe the expectation is going to be so high for this guy. Um, you're kind of putting unreal expectations on a kid on an 18 year old who doesn't have the body, um, to play 82 games in my opinion down low. So we'll see. It's going to be extremely interesting. I you know I I I hope he turns into like a unicorn dude and stays healthy and can just be absolutely ridiculous but you just I I don't see it at the moment I think the expectations are too high for a year one and we're gonna have to I we will talk about it more as it gets close but uh, it's interesting that like that's your initial takeaway and I kind of actually told you too that I kind of felt the same way it's hard to speak out against it though because realistically it's like I've never watched a guy play a full game honestly I mean I, all you get are highlights and and all the highlight packages that's what they are their highlight packages and they're all put together and um, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's it's really it's really tough it's really tough to see as as more footage and stuff starts to come out. Um, at least with the European players, you 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 don't get to see a, a, a you get to see a lot. You don't get to watch them play games, random games like you do with other players in college basketball. You you, you kind of get the highlight stuff. And when you, when he's you're seven foot five and he's putting up shots with range, and it, his layups are like effortless because he's so close to the fucking rim <laughs> you know and then he's standing next to rudy gobert and he's like that's just, he's almost six inches on or something, you know it's it's uh it's interesting i i would say though about this ryan about the lottery back to the lottery though is i'll tell you what it fucking pisses me off that the spurs of all the teams they were good for so long i mean literally for for 20 years and then they sucked for like two years and they didn't even really tank that hard. Like, didn't, you know, like a year or two, they, they still were kind of competitive and shit. And then they have one bad year, and then they luck out into the best prospect in the last 20 years. So I just don't... That, I guess what pisses me off is the Kings were so bad for so long and never got any type of breaks like that. And the Spurs just coming up, man. This is some bullshit, dude. It is some bullshit, dude. You know, some teams are just lucky like that. Or, you know, when, when situations like this happen, you always think of the frozen... The frozen envelope you know what i mean that patrick ewing uh giraffe lottery to make sure he goes to uh, new york but you know some teams are just more lucky than others but it you know how many times in the last 17 years were the Kings so shitty just absolutely the shits and they just couldn't pull the number one pick that's you know i know we talked about it already but that's why me and you were always so against you know tanking like that and you know try to progress try to get the stink off the franchise Cause you just never know, you know, you, you brought up the the example with Detroit earlier and um, you know, like look at, you know, Portland who, who tanked at the end of the year pretty much after the all-star break and didn't play Damian Lillard and all these teams vying for that pick. And, you know, it goes to the fucking winningest franchise of all time. It's absolutely, it, it really is bullshit, man. I think, you know, if they're just trying to, You know, I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think they're just trying to save Popovich's legacy right at the end, you know, give him one last legacy. Just one last one last prospect, you know, for maybe Popovich can actually have a winning season without a a couple Hall of Famers on his roster. Well, that was one of the things people were saying, right? Like, I, I, I like to believe that shit's going down the right way, and that's just the chance of the ball, but that a lot of people were, that was the conspiracy theorist. Like, they didn't want Webinyama to go to some with some of these franchises that were at the top just because of uh, they might fuck him up, you know? Uh, that's kind of what happened with Zion, dude. You know, it's, it's Zion goes to a franchise who just was, I don't know, I think the Pelicans are trying to do things the right way, but for him, he doesn't want to be there. I think there's a lot more to it, but, you know, they want to make sure he, that Wibionvi you know, goes to a place where he's going to succeed. That's the conspiracy. I, I don't buy it, but I guess for the NBA, like, it, as a fan, you take a step back. There is that positive of it because, like, you know, you've said, like, I I think you said it earlier, like, that you don't want to see guys bust as much as you kind of have your doubts towards Webb and Yama as far as, like, you don't have your doubts. I think that you're just more, what what would you say, like, toning it down a little bit? Yeah, you can't, like, just come out here and say this guy's the greatest prospect. Literally what Woj said on the draft lottery night was the greatest prospect in the history of sports. Not, you know... Nothing to do with just the NBA, you know, in the history of sports. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, get out. So you're just like disregarding Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? Like the guy's like, but, but you know what I mean? That's what they're saying in the history of sports. This is the greatest prospect, you know, disregard all the great quarterbacks that have came out and, you know, the, the running backs and all these NFL players and LeBron James and all these baseball players and everybody disregard them all. Victor Wembanyama is the greatest prospect in the history of sports, and to 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 give somebody that title who doesn't play in America, I'm sorry, the rest of the world's not up to our standards in 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 basketball. I don't believe you know they have good players individually. You know, there's five or six really 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 good current um, you know um, NBA players uh, from Europe you know Jokic and Doncic and guys like that. I don't really count Kyrie and those dudes as um non isn't Kyrie from Canada or something like that. Like I, I don't count that. Those guys went to college in America, right? I'm talking about guys who never played in America at all. And you're just going to, you know, give this guy the title of the greatest prospect of all time in any sport. I think it's a little over the top and I'm not saying he's not going to be good or anything, but that's it's kind of it's ridiculous in my opinion. I just don't understand how you could do that. Well, the last thing I'll say on that is like is he even the greatest prospect in the NBA to come in. Like I would say Shaquille O'Neal was a pretty big deal. LeBron James is a big deal. If you're really looking way back, Magic Johnson was a really big deal. Um Larry Bird was a real big deal. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was a really big deal. Bill Walton at the time was a really big deal. So just just that's just Patrick Ewing. You know, there's just a couple off top. Tim Duncan. I guess I'm just keep going. Tim Duncan was a big was a big time prospect coming out. So, uh, you know, to be seen. So I guess we've talked about that and we'll we'll have more opportunities. I think, like we said, when we when more tape comes out, we get to see things, get to hear when people dive in. I know I think people are too afraid right now to speak out in opposition and any flaws just because he's such a freak. Um, but there's a couple people like a couple people said, like, you know, there's they call them unicorns like how how often does unicorns really pan out right away you, you, typically when you have a weird body size like that that there's the injury risk and stuff and i think that's where more of my concern is is the is the build the ability to play throughout an nba season uh the transition is going to be a lot harder than a guy who's six foot seven 230 can jump can drive but you know LeBron seven James foot, isn't he? He's seven six, right? You said six foot seven, but yeah, seven. Six, no, I'm but, saying, I'm saying like that's more like oh, that's the a prototype com- comparative. Yeah. yeah, like like if you're six foot seven, six foot nine, big can score from you know that's that's more of a a right away transition because of the physicality. But when you're seven foot six, lanky, weird, yeah, you, you know like you you talked about Chet Holmgren. I just um, look at I look at it like this, man. How many guys over like seven three lasted? How many? How many guys 7'3 lasted and had, you know, great, great careers? They all broke down. You know, look at Yao Ming. Yao Ming was great. Like, you know, if that guy plays 15 years in the NBA, we might be talking about one of the best ever, you know, Hall of Famer for sure. But the guy had, what, eight years of a prime, you know, and then had to retire pretty much in his prime because his body just couldn't hold up anymore. You know, so I I... I I don't understand how guys can look at the history of the NBA and be like this one guy who's skinnier than all those guys, you know what I mean? Is, is the one that's going to make it, you know, he's the one who's going to last. And um, in my opinion, you know, I think he's going to be really good. I I think there's a chance for him to be great, but to just come out and just, in my, in my opinion, disrespect the great prospects in the history of the NBA is it's a little ludicrous to me. So, um, but again, you know, I think there's a chance he comes in and he does make an impact, but greatest prospect in the history of sports that turned me off. Yeah, I feel that. But uh, let's talk more about the NBA playoffs, where King's cast was wrong for sure, right? And our predictions sucked ass this year, as far as where <laughs> to go. Because um, when we did our playoff preview, you know, you and I both thought Phoenix was going to be loaded. That that didn't pan out. Where we were right was we we predicted the, the Lakers run. We were we we predicted that early on. But we did not give the Nuggets credit. We kind of we honestly kind of dismissed them a little bit. (laughs) And I think I wanted to talk about them a little bit because that's a team who has been good for like quite some time now and couldn't get over playoff humps. Let's not just say even the final the 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 conference finals. They they had playoff humps they couldn't get through. They dealt with injuries, but they had a lot of young players. Or you know they they went through a spurt before they got Aaron Gordon with a lot of young players. Murray had injuries, and so did MPJ. He had injuries. They had they had different role players that aren't even there now. But they were patient. They stayed the course. They got a little bit aggressive. Got Aaron Gordon, and now everyone's hitting the stride. And they look like they look like that squad right now. You know, it 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 me and you always talk about. You know, you have to have one of the greats. That's just how it comes. That's just what it comes down to in the playoffs. Teams that win championships, they always have one of the greats on their roster. It's never it's never just a bunch of role players. It doesn't happen. It's one of the greatest players of all time who who carries a team to the championship. And uh, Jokic, the Joker, is one of those. Dude, it's obvious now. You know, I, I thought he should have been the MVP. Me and you had a conversation about this. I thought he should have been the MVP. But he has upped his game in the last month even higher than I thought. He could ever go um and that's just what it comes down to you know i compared to them to the utah jazz before the playoffs starts before the playoffs started because how many years over the last five years did utah just you know do great in the regular season and then fizzle out like denver and just couldn't get over the hump um i was wrong man Jokic is one of the greats dude and me and you always come on here and talk about to be a dynasty to win a championship to even get to the championships you have to have one of the best players of all time on your team and find me a, find me a roster that got to a championship didn't have one of the best players of all time on it the only team that i could think of you know in recent memory and the, and the only reason they they shouldn't even won the championship was that toronto team with Kawhi. you know i Kawhi's really good Kawhi's not one of the best players of all time you know but they just you know durant got hurt and clay got hurt and you know they kind of were gift wrapped at that championship but uh that's the only team that I could think of that won a championship without one of the greats. You, have well, I would to say, have... go. I would also Pistons, put the, the Pistons. Oh, yeah, the O5 Pistons in there, but the Pistons had had four All, All Stars. Yeah, they, they had four All Stars, Hall of and A couple of them are be Hall of Famers. Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, the, and they had the best defensive player in the league, Rasheed Wallace, is one of the more underrated players. Uh, of of the last 20 of the 2000s for sure, they had to, they had, and they had a deep roster too. So that's kind of like, but, but there's like a rule in sports and a rule in life, like outliers aren't, aren't the, the rule. And there's, you're always going to have one of them a decade or a decade and a half time in a time frame. Where did I would say this then to acknowledge where we were wrong? Where, what did we not, where, where what did we not see then that, made us not give them like we really kind of disrespected him in the hindsight like what what do we what what did we well, not I I think we underestimated Jokic's value. I I really think we underestimated how good Nicole Jokic really is. Um he made Anthony Davis look like an average average NBA player, man. He really did defensively. Um you know, we came on here or I did for sure and um you know, I was on the Lakers early. I I knew the Lakers were going to figure out and be there at the end. Um because of their defensive versatility because of ad's defensive ability of protecting the rim um i just really underestimated how good nicole Jokic is and he made anthony davis's bitch dude it was just he couldn't stop him man there was times where you know Jokic just put his head down and got to the basket got offensive rebounds and i'm just like holy shit dude anthony davis just can't hang he just can't hang with this dude and uh, that's all it was it, it had nothing to do with the rest of their team the the rest of their team whatever Okay, they're, they're a decent team, right? But they have one of the best of all time playing center for them, and it's absolutely crazy how good that guy is. So that's all it was. That was it. It, was, it Literally, that's the only thing we underestimated was how good Nikola Jokic is. Well, I would say for me, I, I think for me, I actually, it wasn't me underestimating him. I think that something that we talked about when it comes to Kings related to, a lot of successful teams always had a big guy who was really good, but then they always had a, a guard. And you got to give the credit to Jamal Murray, dude. I mean, that's that's one I Jamal Murray was the one that I would say I underestimated underestimated because he went off in the bubble. okay, and that that happened. But Jamal Murray had got paid early to be and everyone thought he was going to be like the next big young guard to come out. But statistically now injuries, probably I guess we'll have to see where he takes off his trajectory from here. But he was, he, I mean, that guy's kind of flatlined around 20 points a game. And so for me, I was like, that's that's not going to, 20 points a game, that's 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 Jordan Poole, you, you know what I mean, honestly, when it comes to offensive production. And so I, I kind of un- underestimated the team's ability to rise a, another level. But, I mean, if you look back, Murray had a 37-point game, a 25-point game. Um, so, you know, you start, you start doing that math, man. I mean, I would say for myself, I, I underestimate, I'm trying to pull his averages, but I'm sure he, I, I think he averaged any, somewhere between 25 and 30, just based on my memory. I, I, I don't know the exact number if you don't, you know, if you have it, but th- that's the one. And then, and then I think also like, just to point out, like using the Kings, since it is a Kings podcast, like if you look at the difference between a good team, do you have the number? Do you have his stat number for me a take? I do. I do have it up. So what is it? Game one, 26 game two, 30. Oh, sorry. That's the last playoff game. Uh, so here we go. Versus the Lakers, 31, 37, 37, 25. Regular season, 20 points per game, four rebounds, six assists. That's what I mean right there. I mean, going in, I I just kind of, you know, he's a 20 point a game guy. He's, he's been that. He had one weird playoff scenario where he went above that, but besides that, I haven't really seen that. And so I, I just kind of, you know, you kind of count people's averages, but the dude rose to the occasion in the series Especially because it's a team that had a lot of length and stuff, so that's that's what I think is the difference. But what I was going to say is, comparative to like the Kings, just just cause is this is where the Kings need to get to to take to the next level. You look at good teams and you see how they do it. I think that the the baseline floor for, for the other players is a lot higher. Aaron Gordon is going to go out and give you what Aaron Gordon's going to give you. It's it's not going to be below. Like same with Michael Porter Jr. They're going to give you what they're going to give you. It's not going to be below. And it, and that, that's the difference between the Kings in this past series when you had. Herder and and Barnes and guys like that who just kind of honestly disappeared at times through the series. Like you can't have that. And when you have a team that that everybody puts it together, the two stars do what they do and they take it to maybe another gear. That's how you get into the. That's how you get into there. And for me, I will say that's where I was wrong. I doubted their ability to take it to to that level. So, um, there was there was that, and then, um the The Lakers, though they did play pretty well, even though they got. I mean, a lot. I think they lost by single digits almost in every game, right? And they they played pretty well. LeBron James still still that guy, dude. But man, everyone hates on fucking LeBron James, dude. I was even scrolling through the Believe, uh, page, Ryan. They got uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the coach from the Last Chance You. He has a podcast on the Believe uh, Network. JB <laughs> Coach JB, that guy's a fucking, yeah. that, that guy's a tar, dude. Well, he's on the Believe Network, but he came on there and he and he said that LeBron James is a top five player. But like, that's what happens, I guess, when when LeBron loses, everyone just piles on and just whatever. Yeah, but I, I don't that, not that I want to go guy, into that. But that it, guy, did JB, dude, he is a character, man. He just like was calling us. I was watching. He pops up on my TikTok all the time because he is the legit football mind. And um, you know, me and Eric come on here and talk about him all the times. We're big football guys. We're bigger football guys, honestly, than we are basketball. Um, It just so happens that, you know, there's a lot of football coverage for our teams. And we do love basketball. We do love the Kings very much. So that's the direction we decided to take. But his football mind, he's legit, dude. His offensive game, um, you know, is cool. But he just stays calling people punk bitches. Like that guy, (laughs) JB, like all over my TikTok. He he was like calling his quarterback like, you a bitch, homie. You soft. You're just a bitch. You bitch made. And I'm just like, oh, geez. Oh, man, this guy's. That's just it's, it's. I saw that too. LeBron James in my top five. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> what kind of ludicrous take is that? Come on, man. Like let's let's be real, dude. Like that guy. That guy's crazy. That's hey, what happens hey, though. Hey. LeBron loses, everyone piles on. All right, a hey, Eastern Conference though. Um, The series isn't over, but the uh you know the heater gonna. I think they're gonna win. So the potential, the way too early potential matchup though, Ryan. Not to have to break it in, okay, but. It's a dangerous matchup because Bam Adebayo. That guy's fucking the shit, dude. Yep. Bam Adebayo is that guy. I mean, that, that if you look at him in, against the Bucks, that's he's a guy who can guard. I mean, dude, star, dude, stud. If that guy can guard Giannis, he's what's. I'm very interested to see what that looks like on on Jokic too. Jokic is gonna get his, but it's gonna be difficult, man. It's different these you know, more he's be athletic. because you know what? It it's a different offensive game too. So like, if you watch Bam, it's different than AD bam brings the ball up for miami a lot he does so you're going to be asking Jokic to come out on the perimeter and he's not a very if if that guy has one flaw it's definitely on the defensive end um so it's going to be a very different game and i just man miami's just so goddamn good man jimmy butler's just the dog yeah you know i was telling my wife's a miami heat fan by the way people didn't know that um so we watch all those games but man, if I wasn't a Kings fan, dude, it'd be hard not to root for Miami all the time. Like they're just a really well-ran franchise, great coach. Um, you know, everyone's been making a big deal about the undrafted players and the player development they have over there. And you know, it's just a, a testament to they say heat culture. That team is deep. It's complete. And yeah, they might just be destined for it, man. I just, they might just be destined for the championship this year. It's going to be, it you know a lot of people because it's not big big names really it's Denver versus Miami there's not you know it's Jokic and Butler but uh, this might be one of the better finals we've seen in a long time yeah I'm actually very excited by the matchup I like the, I like the matchup and honestly for the last decade of a lot of Golden State Warriors a lot of LeBron in it um, for the, for the majority you know it's nice to see this kind of I'm, as a basketball like fan which. We always talk about like with Kings fans, Ryan. That uh, I think that a lot of people don't. This probably applies across the league. A lot of people don't watch the NBA in totality. They probably like certain players. They watch certain players, but they don't watch the NBA in totality. And I think for people who do, they get it. Like this matchup, is, and and you're all you're obviously seeing the stuff from the regular season in the past, the history. It's gonna be a dope ass series. I'm I'm actually really really looking forward to it because. To be quite honest the and it's not just Kazama I think a lot of people would say this. I've actually talked to a lot of people who aren't kings fans who says the king series was awesome just as an nba fan take out us and in our and in our and in our, in our part it was awesome dude you know best series of the playoffs for sure like not even close um not to change subjects on you but i just want to throw you know I, I, as you were talking i was trying to think of kind of great comp, or great finals matchups that we've seen the last few years it really hasn't been good since since LeBron won that year since he came back from 3-1 and beat the Warriors that was the last really great finals that we saw because you know after that Durant got his right for what two years and then Durant and Klay Thompson get hurt and then it's the bubble where Lakers destroy Miami in like five games or whatever it was and then it was like Milwaukee beat the shit out of Phoenix in like five or six and then um last year it was what Warriors in five maybe And it's like, you know, there really hasn't been a really great finals in, you know, five, six years. So I think the Miami Denver matchup could be seven games, just crazy back and forth, man. Yeah, that would be that would be sick. (laughs) I mean, like I said the Kings, the Kings, the Kings one is the one that goes to seven. I mean, to almost have a near sweepage. In, in 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 the in the conference finals is kind of uh, uh you know I guess that's kind of been a bummer. So yeah, to see the matchup is cool. It I was thinking about the Kings. I'm obviously thinking about the Kings a lot and like what to bring to the the show. There's not really even that much, dude. I mean, what you know? Be, I I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what to say about the Kings right now. They're they're gonna bring the overseas dude, Sasha Vezin, Goff or some shit. We'll see. I tried to watch some of his highlights, dude. Or actually, I would try to watch some of this gameplay. It's hard to, like you said, European shit. It's hard to make of it. Um, I don't really know, man. I don't really know. I don't know what to make of the Kings right now and what their off season is going to be. No one's, no one's talking about shit. It's really early. It's really early, and you know, we're going to do a whole off season recap and or a regular season recap, and we'll go into what we expect during the off season later on. And we usually dedicate a whole episode or two to that. Um, but just looking forward you know it's the big decision with Harrison Barnes Does um, Sabonis get the extension and then in our opinion something that we and you have been talking about a lot for the last few years is can they get off the horrible contract of Rashawn Holmes and what would it take to get off that so those are the things that everybody are in the back of everybody's head but um, you know I don't really want to jump the gun on all that I'm really really fascinated by the NBA finals man it's just it's been a really great playoff run. Um, and it's so long, dude, it really is. It starts the first week of April and it goes forever. And, uh, it's been one of the better playoff, uh, playoff runs, you know, that I can remember just because Sacramento had such a memorable series to start it off. So, um, good shit, man. It's, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I, uh, real quick, Eric, do you think, do you think Miami closes it out tomorrow night in Boston? Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. They're kind of, de- I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think, I mean, I would like to say, yeah, but at the same time, um, Boston is a good team. They're kind of desperate. Like, I could see them kind of salvaging a couple games and not looking like total fools. But at the yeah. end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to bet the series Miami at I some mean, point. I mean, you start getting into dangerous territory for Miami if you don't close it out, you know, you, you, three to two. You'd, the worst case scenario is game seven back in Boston. You know, you can't have that. So I think Miami gets it done tomorrow, man. I think they just overwhelm them. I think Jimmy Butler has another historic playoff game in him. And then uh, what is it? Wednesday or Thursday, the NBA final starts. So give the team, you know, I hope Miami gets plenty of rest and uh, them and Denver can both be, you know, rested and healthy and give us a hell of a hopefully seven game series. That'd be epic. Be crazy. Well, it's, it's always good. You know, you, you were kind of talking about the length of the season. I wanted to say this was on my mind. It's very interesting to see how, how things have changed since the start of a season, dude, and how long it is. And like, even, even the predictions from the beginning and our predictions going to play off, how much things have changed and how wrong we can be in just short times uh, with that. Um, the off season is going to be pretty crazy too. I wanted to point that out. There's just a lot of stuff floating around. We didn't really touch on the whole James Harden things is weird. And what's, you know, LeBron James, what's going to happen. People are starting to float LeBron James and trade rumors to the gold. Say, where's God fucking help us more. That's just more content like for, for later. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I'm looking for the NBA finals too, man. I, I can't wait for that. But um, I think that we'll just have to jump on before then, man. And see what's going on. So, hey guys, we appreciate you listening. in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at KingsCast Eric and at KingsCast Ryan. Uh, support us there or join us on our group Kingsland. Check that out. It's a group with several thousand other Kings fans. If you want to support the shows, please slide down on Apple Podcasts and please slide up on Spotify and leave us a five-star review. It does help us reach more Kings fans just like you. And to find out more about Kingscast, you can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network where we are, the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings! Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.